Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. to be back with you folks. Here I am with my co-host and friend and fellow knuckle-headed slayer, uh, fellow diet human being, uh, Stephanie Wesco. So Stephanie, what's going on, man? Um, anything good today? Wow. Well, the sun is shining. It it's is. beautiful here. It's warm. It's warm here. It's 45. So I'm going to call that a good day. So folks, you're going to notice, uh, <clears throat> a little different in Stephanie's volume. We, we're trying a new volume or vocal approach. <clears throat> so hopefully, man, as soon as I get on, I got this ahum bug thing going on. And uh, so I think a couple big things going on that I want to catch up on, on Stephanie and I and our projects. And so Debbie and I and Stephanie are still trying to figure out our next CD. Some of you ask us about that. Pray with us. We need about five grand and we're going to make two CDs, but we, we, we're just getting to a point where we'll pay off the first CD because we can't really sell it out at churches and stuff yet because of this crazy COVID pandemic, which I've had enough of. I just want to point that out to you, Stephanie, and those of you listen, I've had enough of COVID stuff for an entire lifetime. Uh, but so those of you asking about a new CD, we really have a couple right now that we could do. We're going to do one that's all hymns, a lot of kids singing, a lot of Stephanie singing. I'm going to do one that's mostly new songs, some other songs. And and so then I am finishing up the, the one book, Stephanie. When I finish that one, Stephanie automatically comes out with her book on consulant. And she's going to have to find time. And I know this is making her bizarre, but that's our catch up, man. That's what's going on from us. We're going down to Pensacola Christian College in about a week and a half. And we're always excited about going there. So uh, and so make sure you come by and see us. Well, they won't hear this in time, but if you didn't hear this in time, we're sorry. We'll put it out on Help the Wounded Spirits uh, uh, Facebook page. And uh, so, Stephanie, we have this segment. We have this time. Uh, you know, Miss Norton gave this to us. And, and so uh, the wonderful missionary to the nation of Mexico, uh, President Trump's favorite nation. But anyway, here we are. And uh, they became good buds over the years. But uh, uh, the Norton knuckleheaded moment. You might be a knucklehead if. Wow. Well, I think I'm going to today... Um, just tell everybody, you might be a knucklehead if Facebook becomes your platform wow. for people that you don't like. So if Facebook becomes your platform for slamming people, you know what, Stephanie? I think what you just said, I think if you look up an individual that uses Facebook to slam people that they don't like, you will see a picture of a knucklehead, a Nimrod, a nincompoop, <laughs> a jerk, uh, a blockhead. Uh, whatever, my thesaurus isn't available. I only have about 20 of those things available. <clears throat> uh, a loser. And, you know, why do people do that, you think, Stephanie? Why do people use social media to slam people? 
I mean, when we didn't have social media, what did these people do? I don't know. And everybody's a doctor. You know, everybody on Facebook is a doctor. You know, you write down, man, I my big toe hurts. You get 71 evaluations within five minutes. I mean, it's what so is that all about? I mean, uh, and I want you to know, I just want to say that Stephanie and I have as much medical training as Bill Gates. And my wife, Debbie, has more. <laughs> so I don't want to hear from Bill Gates, all right? You know, I don't care what Bill thinks of things. I really don't. You know, I actually have more medical training than Bill Gates. I went through a combat lifesaver cause. You know, I spent eight days giving IVs to this guy. This guy had more holes in his arms than Swiss cheese has holes, man. But I got it in. He never got it in on me. I said, no, you're not giving me another IV. You're going to go tell the instructor you don't know how to do it. And I'm sick of them. Then you give those make-believe morphine shots, which is just saline. You know, you slam them into people. I said, he, you're slamming one into me. After that, I'm punching you in the nose because you are not a medical professional. At Bill Gates, sir, I'm here to tell you, you are not a medical professional. So shut up and go back to IBM and those lousy computers and those viruses and all that junk and get those viruses right. Then come talk to us about being a medical professional. That's all I wanted to say. I, I don't want to go any deeper than that. Would you like to add to that, Stephanie? Is there is there anything you have? Uh, she's laughing right now. She's trying to catch her breath. Uh, but is there anything you'd like to add to that? The, the, your knuckleheaded, knuckleheaded minute, moment, whatever. <laughs> oh, well, I just, I think it's important to remember that as Christians, we need to be building each other up and encouraging each other. Yeah. We live in a day and age where um, we're supposed to be exhorting one another and so much the more as we see the day approaching, not tearing each other down and splintering over stupid things. I'm not talking sin things that need dealt with, but over this stupid stuff is just like, yeah. really? This is insanity. Yeah, um, and it's okay to like somebody who's getting the vaccination, who's not getting the vaccination. It's okay. It's all yeah. right to like somebody who, uh, you know, and to love people who may not think exactly the same way. I mean, we're on this earth to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to bring glory and honor to our Lord and Savior, to give him the preeminence, to make him first, to put him in the high position, theology, the one, the study of the one, the true living one. You know what I was just thinking? And again, you got to remember my ACD, my, my A-H, my ADHD, OCD, and D-U-M-B come together right in the middle of conversation sometimes and collide in my mind. And that's what just occurred to me. But you know what I'm thinking? We have got to invite Miss Norton to be a guest during our knuckleheaded segment. So make a note of that in your mind. Stephanie remembers things better than me, but I am sick of people judging people. Uh, go out there. If you've got a point to make, you know, Matthew 18 is still in the Bible. Can I say that, friends? Matthew 18 is still in the Bible. And listen, you can pick your nose and you can pick your Facebook friends. All right. Those are two things you're allowed to pick. <laughs> If well, you don't and, like and, what your Facebook friend's saying, don't write about them, delete them. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember if you have a disagreement with someone, yeah. it's okay to, it's okay to agree to disagree. Um, if you're, if you're the kind of person that you, it's like this, it's my way or the highway. Um, yeah. Get off Facebook and get, get with God because that needs work done, but don't, don't be using Facebook as your platform yeah. to tell 
tell the whole world how you're right and everybody else is wrong. Exactly. And I think I think that's I, I think what you just said is everything. I think what you just said is where we need to be. So we're on uh, Psalm number 73. We're in verse 20. We're going to get the Norton knuckleheaded moment creator, uh, Miss Norton, Sister Norton on a podcast. If, if we had her phone number, you could get her on the phone uh, next podcast if you wanted to. I mean, I just want to say that. But anyway, here we are. Uh, and, and we're on starting in uh, verse number 20. And we're going to let Stephanie, with her great uh, reading ability and voice, read 20 down through the end of chapter uh, Psalm 73 through 28. All righty. As a dream, when one awaketh, so, O Lord, when thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I, and ignorant, I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me by my right hand. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none on earth that I, that I desire beside thee. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For lo, they that are afar from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. Wow. Wow, what a way to end. I have put my trust in the Lord God. But I want to go back, Stephanie, and remember something that you really hit on when we did this in three parts on our first podcast with this psalm. Truly, that verse number one, truly God is good to Israel, even to such are of a clean heart. So we talked about that being of a pure heart, a clean heart. And But then ending the other side of that, but God is good for me to draw near to God. So I need to draw nigh to God. And I need to put my trust in God. And there's some things going on in the middle here. I mean, here we are. So as we ended, you know, coming up from uh, 2021, 20, um, you know, he, he was going publicly with what he was doing, how his heart was pained. He decided to go to the sanctuary. Remember that when he went to the sanctuary, we stopped in verse number 17, that last one to get right with God. And then you came up on 20. And, uh, oh, Lord, that thou awakest, thou shalt despise their image. And uh, he's, I, what is he saying there, Stephanie? Is he saying, God, I need you to despise these people who are covetousness, who are narcissists, who are blockheads, who are nimrods, who are knuckleheads? I mean, what is he saying? And what is he wanting from God in that verse, you think? I think he's, it's in verse 20, I picture when almost awaking a sleeping giant. Mm. And it's almost like to Asaph, God appears in the first half of this chapter to be sleeping. Yeah. Um, totally oblivious to what these people are doing. And now he's he's saying, um, he's understanding that no, God's very much around. He's very much watching. And so it's a comparison. He doesn't say, um, when you awake. It says, as a dream when one awakes, so Lord, when thou awakest, in other words, God, when, when you're done, when this is over, when, when you said enough is enough of whatever they're doing, thou shalt despise their image. There's a sense in which there's other verses in Psalms where, and Proverbs where God says he hates the workers of iniquity. Yeah. 
there's a sense in which these people disgust him. He is the creator of the universe. And little moron people have the gall to shake their fists in his face. And, and it's, it's, it's like Asaph is realizing that God despises those people. And when he decides he's done letting them, quote unquote, get away with whatever it is they're doing, he's gonna, he is going to deal with them. And I think that's where, where Asaph is left saying, thus my heart was greater and I was pricked in my reins. So foolish was I and ignorant. And I was as a beast before the, it was like, God, I dared to not trust you. I was foolish enough to not trust you. I was foolish enough to forget that you're God, that you're in control, that they're mm. not getting away with this. And, 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 and that's the big thing right there, Stephanie. You know, there's a big word there. And two is presence or the presence of God. The presence of God is with Asaph. The presence of God is not with the ungodly narcissists, the knuckleheads, mm-hmm. the block, the people who are trying to hurt people. And I think we got to remember the presence of God is is important to this whole issue. And and I think Asaph's kind of getting that here a little bit, maybe. And I think we need to get that. You know, this guy got we. You know, is one of our problems, Stephanie. Think about this question: Is one of our problems we equate? Um, godliness to heaven money to being successful to good health to eating steak to doing right things is that one of our problems yeah we've made we've made i'm actually reading a book that come that's talking about this um right now by john van Gelderen called the liberating life of jesus and we have equated godliness we've equated christianity to a man-made list Mm. we taken away from the fact that godliness is god in us that christianity is us jesus living his life through us in other words being little christs to the world i mean that is a powerful calling that's put on each of our lives and the only reason that um christians quote unquote become narcissistic that they that they do that they treat other christians this way it's not just the lost as we would call them or those who do not know jesus christ as their savior that behave this way i have seen many christians behave this way and that would call themselves christians anyway and the only reason that can happen is because their Christianity, their version of it is their list of what godliness looks like, their list of what looking like Jesus looks like. And it's not about what it looks like. It's about who he is. It's about the character of God. It's about him living in and through us. That's what defines godliness. No, I like that. And I, and I, and, and, and Stephanie has already recommended this book to me. And if Stephanie likes the book, I've found that it's true and it's good. Thus, my heart was grieved and I was pricked in my reins and, uh, you know, we look at that word pricked in my mind. It, it was bothering me. It was hurting me. It was, uh, you know, folks, he was transfixed on it. And that hypervigilance, Stephanie, that you know all too well comes along with PTSD and comes along with hurting hearts. And so when you're pricked, when it's something's in your mind, it's hard to drop that. It takes prayer. It takes going into the sanctuary. Even if the sanctuary is your closet, your office, your uh, shutting down your house. I mean, having that time alone with God is 
absolutely essential here. So foolish was I in verse 22 and ignorant. I was as a beast before thee. Nevertheless, I am continually with thee. Thou hast holden me at my right hand. So that presence of God is right there. I have the presence of God. Thou shalt guide me with thy counsel. Afterward, receive me to glory. Whom here I in heaven but thee? And there is none upon earth that I desire to be desire beside thee. So he said, I want to be with you, Lord. My flesh and my heart faileth, but my God is the strength of my heart. So folks, I mean, what is the strength of your heart today? I mean, isn't that the question? Isn't that where we're going with this? And what's the strength? I mean, we get better from this. We get rid of this bitterness. We stop the covetousness. We stop the jealousness. We stop all the... You know, Stephanie, I think most of us have three square meals a day. Uh, Obviously, when I was bigger than a basketball, I was probably having six meals a day. Uh, you know, my, my head was about the size of an overblown basketball just seven or eight months ago. But, you know, really, if we, I've never, what's that verse? Uh, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor the seed begging bread. Nor, what, how does it go? Nor his seed begging bread. You know, God takes care of his own. We just may not have everything, but we certainly have a lot. I mean, isn't that how you would say it? I mean, we, we've got what, what Asaph's saying here is, God, it's about you. It's not about me, and you're always holding my hand. It's about you, for lo, they are far from, uh, from thee shall perish. Thou hast destroyed all of them that go on a whoring from thee, and, and choosing other gods, and worshiping money, worshiping idols, worshiping all that. You know, whenever you see that term whoring from thee, make it a decision. So we talked about a little while ago, Stephanie, I think in the last podcast about the preeminence, making God the one. Maybe it was this podcast. My mind is, it's messed up, folks. And I apologize. I smoked a lot of pot when I was a kid. But anyway, I got over that, got saved and everything. I joined the army, never smoked it again. But I think some of it affected me. But anyway, that word preeminence, you know, all God wants is preeminence. Uh, he wants the first place. He wants to be number one. And I think that's really important. But it is God for me to draw near to God. I Good for me. I have put my trust in the Lord, God, that I may declare thy work. So, I mean, Stephanie, we could beat this dog until it won't bark anymore. But the reality is <clears throat> we, we need to uh, daily daily download these bitternesses, daily download these jealousies, daily download our insecurity. You know, insecure. What does that word insecure mean to you? Wow. Insecure means um, you're standing on shifting sand. Um, the way you view yourself, perhaps um, your relationship status, whatever, I would, I would definitely qualify insecure as you're standing in a shifting position. You're, you're not standing on a solid rock. And I think that's where ASAP had to come back around to is that my security is on the rock of Jesus Christ because he is faithful. Um, when I think of verse 23 and 24, I think of the song great is by faithfulness. And, um, it's interesting. A friend of mine just texted me this passage, this last half of this passage, um, the other day when I was at Charles grave taking, um, flowers there for the spring and I got in my car and I saw the text, um, for my friend and verse 24 stood out to me where it's the, where Asaph said, thou shalt guide me with thy counsel 
and afterward receive me to glory. And that confidence, that security Asaph had that while I'm living, while I'm here on earth, you're going to guide me with your counsel because you hold my as he says in verse 23, um, because I'm going to put my trust in you. And when that's done, when my time of doing that is done, you're going to receive me to glory. And it's like God brought Asaph full circle to confidence again in who he is that um, in verse 26, even if his flesh and heart is failing, God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And that confidence that those that are far from God, you know, verse 27 is a blessing to me. Um, there's a person I'm watching in his, in his life right now make ruins of his life as he tries to make ruins of other people's lives. Yeah, yeah. 27 is an encouragement to know that God's watching. God sees he's in control because Asaph says, for lo, they that are far from thee shall perish. Thou shalt, thou hast destroyed all them that go whoring from thee. God's God is in control. He's taking care of us. He's not asleep. He's not, he has not turned a deaf ear. And this is where passages like this are powerful because God gives us that hope that we can go to him. Um, this is an inspired Psalm so that we know there was other people that struggled with the same thoughts we're struggling with. Where are you, God? Why are you letting people that are evil and wicked seemingly get by? Why does it seem that we are fighting tooth and toenail to stand against their evil? And where are you? And to have this assurance that God's there, he's continually with us. He will hold us up by our right hand. He's there every step of the way. His faithfulness has not ceased. Amen. And I think, I, I think it kind of hits the uh, hits the spot when you think about it that <clears throat> that this this person that Stephanie's speaking of, I'm aware of the situation as well, and he's he's really he's he's challenging God and godly people mm. and trying trying to earn himself you know uh, a position in life that he doesn't deserve. He's you know he's a false prophet. He's a fake. He's a liar. He's a He's a freak, but everybody's got them people, uh, those people in their life, you know? And I mean, we wouldn't have the knuckleheaded segment if it wasn't for people like him. I mean, he has clearly given us a segment. And uh, so we'll talk about him cryptically more because we don't want to call out his name and because we don't call out people's names here uh, unless they're knuckleheads. We, we call them knuckleheads and nimrods. And, you know, you know, when I was in college, this is one thing I learned. And I was the worst person ever at taking psychology class. I'm not picking on anybody who's a psychologist, none of that stuff. It's good to talk to people, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but anyway, all I'm saying is, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. And is, I don't know if I want to go. This is what I know. There are people, there are people that have a need to look better than anybody else, to act cool, to be the one, to be that person. You know, can I tell you something? Coolness just kind of comes to people. I used to be cool. I used to be a fun person to be around. You know, I've lost it as I get older. I get that, but it just kind of came to me. It was nothing I really worked at, you know. Stephanie's cool, you know. Yeah. Uh, she's a cool person to be around. I married a cool person. She's cool to be around. But it just kind of comes to those people. You don't have to work at it. You don't have to lie. You don't have to start your own cult. You but anyway, old Asaph, here's the important thing. Stephanie's picking out a song. 
And it's not going to be about knuckleheads, I don't think. Uh, I'm not sure. She's picking on him even as we... Oh, you know, this is what we got to remember, Stephanie. This is what we got to remember, that the king is coming. I just want to point that out. That's going to come in Psalm 74. Okay. All right. I tried. Somebody, somebody learned the king is coming this week. So that is coming. But I just want to say to you folks, this was Psalm 73 dealt with this personal crisis that Asaph was going through. And, and we've all been through that personal crisis. You may be going through it now. Well, that guy's got more. He's doing more. That church has more people. That pastor's nicer. That pastor's wife seems happier than me. Uh, that, you know, that lady's husband seems nicer than my husband. That lady's wife seems nicer than my wife. Whatever it is you're going through, stop it. Know that you get to go to heaven. Take what you got and work with it. God gave you lemons. Make a ton of lemonade. I like lemonade. I like pure white cane sugar. Now that, not a, now I'm not talking about the lemonade you buy at like Wendy's or something like that. I'm talking Chick-fil-A. I'm talking fresh oh, lemonade. I'm talking lemonade that just right now I'm salivating. But listen, here's the practical side. The practical side is go to your sanctuary, brethren. Trust in God. God was good to Israel. God's good to you. We've never seen the righteous forsaken. You're not being forsaken. Just because you don't have the money of the person down the road or the niceness, kindness, coolness, whatever. You got great heaven waiting for you. So what song do we go to after all this stuff? Great is thy faithfulness. Of course. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassions they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. Great is thy faithfulness, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way.
God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.